This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the Toxic Avenger. He was 98 pounds of solid nerd until he became the Toxic Avenger. What a Melvin! Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And we lied to you last episode when we said Brett might make it on this one. Well, we did. He, well, he didn't. He might have made it. Yeah, but we kind of heavily implied that he would be here. But uh, he apparently did not pray to the gods of GM enough. That's true. Yeah. So you're stuck with us again. Just us. Doing our thing. Just a tool. Talking about a movie. But we're gonna we can make, make it, it if we try. Oh. <laughs> boner Jinx! Wow, it's been a while since we had a solid <laughs> Boner Jinx. <laughs> nice, thick, solid Boner Jinx. Nice, throbby, veiny Boner Jinx. <laughs> yep. Uh, I was going to get that one out of my system. But yes, so our, our, our movie, Chris... It's the Toxic Avenger, done by a little outfit it is. called Tra- Trauma. I don't know. Maybe you've heard of them. Yeah, it is a I quote unquote Trauma Team release. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with their work. They they may have done a movie or two. And this is um, I don't know. I would say this is probably one of their their uh, featured releases. Uh, this is probably the most well-known trauma movie in existence. I mean, it's it's kind of the gateway drug to trauma. I feel like if you if you you've seen a trauma film, you've probably seen Toxic Avenger, and if you liked Toxic Avenger, you probably watched like Toxic Avenger two, maybe three, maybe four, and, and it kind of slid into some like Sergeant Kabuki Man, and you know maybe there was like you you were feeling classy as fuck, so you decided to watch like Tromeo and Juliet. And, and and then you heard us talk about Poultrygeist and decided that that was probably not a movie you wanted to watch yeah. because it's super racist. Um, or maybe Surf Nazis but, Die. Yeah, yep, that's another one. The I don't know. Like, Children at Play was a trauma movie. Yeah, true, true that. And then and once you had your fill of trauma, maybe you kind of just descended further into things like, I don't know, low-budget productions and watched you know Carnage for the Destroyer, things like that. The movie that almost single-handedly destroyed cinema? Yeah, the movie that made uh, Charlie from Horror Show Hot Dog want to go back in time and destroy the invention of the motion picture. That's a bold, <laughs> it's a bold statement. That is, that, is, uh, that is a committed fellow, is what that is. <laughs> so the Toxic Avenger starts off like any good 80s movie worth its salt with some weird musical montage scene. Yeah, it is the most uh, 80s workout montage ever created. There is, there's nothing in this, in this montage that does not scream at 1980s USA to you. <laughs> yeah, whether it's the weird outfits or the music itself or the oh. casual homoeroticism. 
Yeah, and the, the you know women working out in bikinis and uh, they are the the dudes and hairy dudes and speedos uh, working out with each other, and of course we had the fat chick like eating chicken in an aerobics class because you know we can't we can't you know not make fun of fat people I guess because she's fat get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Yeah. Others smoking in the in the workout room. People are smoking, which is also very eighties. And we uh we meet up with a bunch of folks. We meet up with uh, bozo, bozo, slug, slug who's like. Poor as uh, Chris uh, termed him, poor man's uh, Corey Feldman. He... Yeah, when you're like Corey Feldman's too classy for this kind of really is and can't act. Yeah, and they're picking on a uh, local nerdlinger Melvin because of course, of course, his fucking name's yeah. Melvin. Is that where the term "what a Melvin" comes from? I. Would like to think so, but I. Part of me's like that. Has yeah, what to is be. it? But part of me's like, how in the hell did the Toxic Avenger get itself that ingrained in pop culture? I don't know. I feel like "what a Melvin" is like a '90s phrase, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so listeners, if you, if you know the etymology of the meme "what a Melvin," uh, please write to us and let us know. And uh, he's a real uh, Melvin. Melvin is. He's all like, uh, you uh, know, the janitor, and he's all socially awkward, etc. I kept waiting for him to laugh to go like, uh, 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 when he laughed, because I just watched Revenge of the Nerds the night before in preparation for this. <laughs> and um, so it's kind of the it's same vein. Yeah. And yep. everybody picks so on he, Melvin. Yeah, because he mops the floor, but does a terrible job generally, but always seems really excited to be doing his job. Yeah, and there's a exciting scene such as him putting the mop in the jacuzzi, which causes yep. Bozo's stress levels to skyrocket. Yeah, Bozo apparently is suffering from a lot of stress, and I'm not sure why. Uh, it may be all the coke that he is doing that's causing him lots of stress and anxiety. Well, it turns out but, uh, Bozo yeah. and his ilk are uh, fucking sociopaths. I think they're just straight up psychopaths. Like They're like, oh, oh, how do we blow off steam at night? Oh, we just run people down in our car and then like, give ourselves imaginary points for it. Yeah, not And then we take pictures. They keep tally on the side of the car. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, like the the police are looking for the hit and run killer. There's a dude with like literally like, you know, like like the nose of a plane with the number of like fighters that they took out. And this guy's just got like the number of like kids and other like racial slurs that he has taken out. <laughs> yeah, on the side of his car. And we're treated to a a pretty ridiculous scene where they find a kid on a bike. Just worth 28 points, in case you're curious. Yep. Yeah, but only if you get both the kid 
and the bike. Yeah, I'm not sure what the breakdown is, what's worth what. I'd imagine the kid is probably 25. The bike's only like three. How hard is it to hit a bike with a car? I mean... I don't know how you can miss the bike because the kid is on the bike. I mean, I like that just physics. So they, uh, they run over the kid and trauma movies are terrible because almost all of the money goes to the effects normally. Yeah, very true. Like the, the, the acting is generally pretty bad. The script is generally pretty bad. The directing is generally pretty bad. But the, the usually the effects are pretty on point and, for this level of movie. And man, when they run over this kid's head, it's fucking gross. Yep. But just to add insult to injury, the two uh, the two ladies who are dating Bozo and poor man's Corey Feldman get out and take pictures of the the crime scene, and then like take the cameras with them because. There's nothing better than having a whole lot of evidence on you. Yeah. Presumably to masturbate to later. Uh, not presumably. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. So, uh, and other things that Melvin does to annoy the the sociopaths is uh, he walks in on PCF and tan lines, uh, getting it on in the, the locker room. And he just kind of just stands there and watches while they're uh, like r- aggressively rubbing against each other. <laughs> yeah, they're air quotes. Fucking. Yeah. Yep. It is. Uh, it just looked like two people having seizures against each other. Is what it kind of what it more what it looked like. But uh, uh, yep. So that's another thing that he did to annoy Bozo and his crew. So they decide they're going to get their sweet, sweet vengeance on old uh, Melvin because uh, he's always doing his job and not bothering anybody, that fucking shitbag. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Just trying to get along, find his way in life, not bugging anybody. We'll teach him. Yeah, he annoys me with his grin and enjoying his job and blah. So they uh they set up the classic bit where you convince a guy to put on polka dot tights and a tutu because he thinks he's going to have intercourse with a girl by the pool, but really, it's a sheep in makeup. No, really, it's a sheep in makeup. Yeah, was it an actual sheep or was it a animatronic sheep? Uh, you know, I doubt they had the budget for animatronic sheep. I'm just going to throw that out but- there. Yeah, but the sheep didn't really move much either. Possibly just a dead sheep. Maybe. Got Maybe. Taxidermy sheeps you're always finding at the local uh, taxidermy store. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's what I do is collect taxidermy sheep and just I have them in my, my sunroom. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, obviously. I, the problem is you can only shear them once. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and uh, needless to say. Melvin, not real happy about the uh, being embarrassed by trying to fuck a sheep in front of all of these people. Like, nope, so it's it. Out with. Make out. We'll make out and then move on to, but he didn't move on to because he found out it was a sheep. And everyone laughs at him because it's funny. They tricked him into kissing a sheep. 
And so he he does the arm flailingness to run down all the hallways in this building while everyone chases him and laughs at him. Yeah, and somehow manages to run square out a second-story window. Yeah, he was so embarrassed, he just couldn't take it anymore and just jumped out a window straight into a bunch of toxic waste. Yeah, Be- casually because. There. Yes, because Tromaville is the uh, the nation's largest toxic waste dumping area. Yeah, that's that's what they're known for. With their exactly fifteen thousand people population. Exactly, they will murder somebody if they have a kid. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he uh, so you know guys were driving a truck through there, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, we should just stop here for the gym. And just snort all the coke that that we could get our hands on, which involves a couple of like large baggies that they literally just like put their faces directly into and start inhaling. Yeah, it's some real Scarface level cocaine use. Yeah, um, they bring their heads up and they're just they're just in white face from all the powdered cocaine on their faces. Yeah, which I don't know if that means they're really good at cocaine or really bad, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit it's a big waste. Unless yeah. your dog is like a big cocaine fiend and wants to lick all of it off of you or something. But then your again, face. I've never seen anybody with a fucking a bag of cocaine like that, so who knows? No, I have had a uh, low-flying plane drop a bale of cocaine near me. Oh, so you're the Rev? <laughs> yep. Good to know. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. And so, and so, but they, you know, they just carry these, uh, it's like a flatbed truck with just barrels of toxic waste. Most half of which are just open. Yeah. Apparently. And so when Melvin dives out the window, suddenly his hair changes from like a mop of curly brownish reddish hair into like a short blonde haircut. Uh, That was the same guy. I don't know what you're implying. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, this, you could have put a wig on the stump man or something. I mean, they got one take of that. That's all they could afford. They couldn't afford a wig. No, they okay. only had one wig and they used it later. Yeah, no, that's true. And uh, on nipples. Yeah, god damn yeah. nipples. <laughs> Everyone loves wigs on their nipples, and the. Uh, uh, of toxic waste. And uh, it burnsifies him. And he's uh, writhing around in agony. To wait. As everyone just laughs at him yeah, the whole yeah. time. Like they literally come, they come down from the second floor and out onto the sidewalk to point and laugh at him while he writhes on the ground in pain. From bur- to- from like toxic chemical burns. Yeah, and uh, what Bozo says, oh, he's just faking it, which I was like, great. <laughs> yeah, he, Bozo has some real choice yeah. lines at this point. Yep, yep. Well, he was worried about his karma a little earlier. That was stressing him out. Yeah, the guy that runs down kids on bikes for fun was worried about his karma. Yep, <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> Yep, so he uh, he's riding around, and then the cops show up and said, hey, you know, like, everyone back off because this dude's in trouble, and they touch him, and the cop's hands burst into flames. Yeah, Toxic Waste has variable powers. 
And once the cop bursts into flames, suddenly Melvin bursts into flames and just goes running down the street, uh, staggering into things and then around the corner. Yep. And then he uh, he heads home to take a bath like you do. Hey, I learned in Boy Scouts that the best of the first aid treatment for chemical burns is to rinse them off. So that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, but he didn't rinse them off. He submerged himself in a solution of water and chemicals. Well, he diluted the chemicals with water. Also feel like hospital probably a solid bet at that point. Uh, no, that's crazy talk, Chris. There's also Hosp- a picture of his mom hanging over the bathtub. Just saying. Yeah, that that gets a little weird knowing teenage bathtub proclivities. And he uh he transforms. His hair starts falling out. Yeah. That was solid transformer full right there. <laughs> <sighs> yep, so yeah. And his his mom's banging on the door like, Melvin, what are you doing in the bathroom for so long? Well, obviously he's hit puberty. Yep, and he's like, like, oh, apparently Melvin's voice has dropped. He must have hit finally hit puberty. And puberty was not kind to Melvin. Oh hell no. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, local ne'er to wells cigar face cigar face who is just a latino guy smoking a cigar knuckles who is yep you have knuckles and nipples knuckles being the uh the the latino guy who wants to punch everything and nipples being the latino guy that is dressed up as a woman with a wig which is where the wig budget went for this movie and their goal is to pay off Officer uh, Iris Stereotype. It was like O'Clancy. Yeah. It, which, like, it wasn't even, like, a real Irish last name. It was O'Clancy. It was O-something. Yep, I'm pretty sure it was Clancy, because that's Clancy's a, a good Irish last name, and O-anything is a good Irish last name. So they doubled down and went with O'Clancy. It's double Irish. Yeah. He's Irish on both sides. And uh, he's a he's a stand-up dude, so he doesn't take the bribe. But that leads to some bad things happening. And they right. rough him up. Like Cigarface. Yeah, Cigarface is like, oh, you want to know how I got my name? And then, like, puts the cigar, cigar out on the cop's forehead. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. I thought I was going to yep. smoke cigars a lot, but. Nope, 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 nope. That was, that's not how you get a name. I mean, like, Two-Face doesn't, like. Smoke two faces. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he does. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I think they kick him in the nuts. Oh, that's right. They, well, first they're gonna shoot off his nose, and then they're like, "Nah, let's shoot off his dick." Yeah, that's the boss says to to shoot his dick off, so we should shoot off his dick. And the the titular Toxic Avenger shows up. Yep, and it makes like all weird growly noises. Yeah, while he while he murdelates basically these three dudes. Yeah, and he just doesn't murder them. He mangles these fucking guys. 
he mang dangly angles them. I'm not. I'm not signing off on that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and, uh, if you can murder diddly erdler people, can't you mang dangly angle them? I mean, maybe. <laughs> so he uh, he does all kinds of wild stuff, like punches them in the dick over and over, and punches their noses clean off their faces. Yeah, uh, rips their hair off. So, like, he literally rips Knuckles' hair out of his head and then just rips Nipples' wig off. And he finishes up by shoving mops in their faces? Yep, because he's Melvin the Mop Kid. And then the uh, Officer O'Leary is like, Oh, Clancy. For me. But he's not. Turns nope. out that he has a sweet, s- sensual voiceover. Yes, he has a superhero voice. <laughs> yeah, we're. He I imagine I was Patrick. Yeah, imagine. I imagine I was Patrick Warburton when I did that. <laughs> That's what his voice sounded like. And he's like, "Hey, sorry about all that rough stuff, old chap. Uh, I I don't know what came over me. Uh, are you all right?" Good, good, great. Glad to hear it. I'm going to go now. Bye. So he, uh... And then the... And then we cut to, uh... Mayor Christie, uh, giving a... He was like, going to be giving a speech, and he's meeting with his, uh... His advisors, who were advising him that he made half as much money last night because Cigar Faces crew couldn't pay... Because they were uh, beaten to shit. So we learned that Mayor Christie is uh, just a little dirty. Also, he's a lot sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, because Mayor, Mayor Christie is, uh, is more than a little bit overweight. And his shirt is like sweated through down to the belt line, basically. The entire time that we see him, ever. And uh, we learned that he's in leagues with a lot of the local politicians slash policemen, especially Chief like, Nazi. Yeah, Chief Strangelove, who has a German accent and whose arm occasionally just shoots up in a, uh, you know, in a third Reich salute. So, it's subtle. Chief Strangelove. Yep. Yeah, Chris. Chris isn't the most observant viewer of movies, but he he managed to 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 suss that one out. I did, all by myself. Thank you. <laughs> so now, uh, old uh, old Toxie, his his mom doesn't care for his new look. Nope, she kind of screams and shuts the door in his face. And then we uh, jump smash cut to the local uh, Mexican restaurant. Well, no, no, he's got to set up. He's got to set up his trash shack for. Well, that's true. Because he's he's homeless now because his mom will not take him into her home. So he wanders the the hinterlands of New, New Jersey around Tromaville until he uh, finds the toxic waste dump, which is also apparently a non-toxic waste dump, and builds himself a shack out of insulation and hubcaps, like you do. And tires, it uses tires to make a t- table and all sorts of fun stuff. And he sleeps there on the ground like a sad, sad robot. 
Yeah, but he did manage to find a framed picture of his mom that said mommy, so you got to give him credit for resourcefulness. Yep. He loves his mom. What can you say? So uh, to the Mexican restaurant where there is some sort of party in the parking lot for reasons that are not ever made clear. Nope. No, I mean, everyone's just very happy in Tromaville. And uh, everybody's enjoying their fine quality tacos. Oh, man, I really wanted tacos when I was watching that scene. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, is it Tuesday? Because I could really go for some tacos. When uh, a bunch of armed felons show up to rob the joint. We have Zardoz, the shotgun man. Yep. <laughs> and Rico, the karate guy. Yep. And and Frank, the leader. And they're uh they're there, you know, roughing up everybody and threatening to shoot kids in the face, you know, a normal armed robbery. Yep. But George Stephanopoulos stands up and says, Why don't you let all these people go and just take me hostage instead? And they said, You know what? We're just gonna dick chain to you in the chest. Yep. And they did. And then they uh they turned to the local blind woman. Blind woman. And yep. And Frank decides and announces that he's he's always wanted to corner hole a blind woman. Yeah, I mean, I guess Cause he's because he's a he's a he's a classy dude, and he wanted to check that box. Yeah, the old bucket list comes to play. Yep, and uh, and then so her seeing eye dog goes like full on full offense to protect her, which I'm pretty sure seeing eye dogs are not trained to do. <laughs> but uh, Zardoz like unloads his shotgun into the dog, which was really. Like one of the the worst parts of the movie it was sad. It was maybe sad. sad. I knew it would. I knew that was gonna happen. I was like, oh, Troy's not gonna like that. No, I like my dogs. And then that dog uh, just took too much buckshot. And then uh, out of nowhere, old Toxy shows up and uh, sets out to right the wrongs. Yep. With some he, uh, sweet karate action. Yeah, this is like they're like, okay, guys, we need to have a fight scene. We're gonna have a sweet fight scene, and so here, let, let us choreograph this sweet, sweet fight scene. I don't remember how he takes out Zardoz, but Zardoz goes down pretty quick. Well, first he gets into it with Frank, and he uh, uh yes, pulls his arm completely off. Yeah, so like, you know, like he goes for like a judo throw where like, you know, you pull the arm over your body and use your hips to like lift the guy off the ground and throw him to the ground. Only uh, apparently Frank's shoulder is the weakest point on his body and Frank's arm just rips clean off. And the best part of that was, was that Frank didn't realize it first, then realizes it and then just bleeds out and collapses. <laughs> Yeah, you only suffer from blood loss when you're aware of it. Most people don't yeah. know that. It's a medical thing. Yeah. No, but the best thing was the like the blood loss actually mattered in the movie, which I was like, wow, that's a level of realism I did not expect in a trauma movie. Is that blood loss would take a dude out <laughs> rather than being beaten to death with his own arm? And then uh, 
now Toxie's got an arm, which he uses to wail on uh, Zardoz. Zardoz. Yep. And then he throws him at Karate Man's. And then him and Karate Man's get into it. Karate Man's grabs yeah, so- Anna off the wall of the Mexican restaurant. Which is actually the first boner jinx we had of the day when Chris and I both messaged each other Mexican katana at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mexicans known for their use of katanas. <laughs> yeah. They're just really, really, really thin machetes, Chris, that's all. So they uh, they have a, a little fight which goes on for a while until uh, Toxie gets the upper hand and then proceeds to um, mangle people. Yep, he takes uh, a Zardoz and makes a Zardoz Sunday out of him. A Zardoz milkshake. Yep, and then yeah, and then like puts his face into like the milkshake blender, and he takes uh, Rico Karate Man and puts his hands in a frying basket and like crimps the frying basket around his hands. And takes over the frying machine and then wraps, like, random pipes off the wall around him, which probably had nothing to do with the frying machine, even though they're right over the frying machine. You know, I'm sure, like, those pipes had no way of, like, were no way, like, I don't know, running, like, con- like electrical conduit to the, you know, to the frying machine or anything. But anyway, he just wraps the pipes around uh rico karate man and then shoves his hands into the uh into the frying the oil and i was trying to make a chimichanga joke there but could not come up with like a chimichanga finger joke and it was sad i'm sad it made me sad it. i was like i was trying i was like i tried chris probably saw like you know troy is typing message i probably tried three or four like chimichanga finger jokes and just couldn't i done oh, i was done you can't always pull them down buddy and then you know i know i was like there's got to be one there though there is but i don't know it <laughs> listeners if you know any good chimichanga finger uh words Yes. <laughs> you know that would please let me know or if you have any words that would help me speak like a normal person please let me know uh chimichanga finger words send those <laughs> to slaughterhouse princess at gmail.com slaughterhouse princess podcast at gmail.com thank you very much chris i don't even know what our email address is because <laughs> chris never has to say it except for the one time that's true and then just because, you know, fuck it, I'm mangling people. I might as well take this guy who's dead already and shove him in a pizza oven in this Mexican restaurant because reasons. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, the manager of the Mexican restaurant apparently drank a whole lot and also apparently ended up with a whole lot of lettuce in his belly button. Both of those are accurate statements. Yeah, I couldn't. For some reason, the lettuce in the belly button was just like causing me to fixate on it. I, I don't know why, but I was like, God damn it. Like, he's got a lot of lettuce in his belly button. <laughs> so, uh, he saves the day by murdering people. Yay! And then, uh, poor blind girl's like, hey, look, I'm blind and stuff. I'll never make it out of here because, you know, they killed my dog. Can you yeah. take me home? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. And she's like, wow, you sound nice. And he's like, I am nice. Let me take you home. 
So off they go to the house of a million canes. Yeah, she's got a whole lot of like white canes with orange handles on them in that house. It's it's real stupid, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she wants to touch his face, you know, because blind people. But he's like, and he's like, no, nah, maybe not. I'd probably not. Let's let's not touch my face. And she's like, well, I'm also a palm reader. So let me read your palm. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, blind palm reader is pretty funny to me. And she says some stuff and then wants to feel his other palm and grabs his crotch instead because she doesn't understand how human anatomy works. Well, she's never seen it. Mm, I'm pretty sure blind people could figure out human anatomy. I was, I was just trying to help. No, I think uh, she just—I think she just wanted was uh, uh, wanted to, uh, you know, test the horse before she rode it. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. So now uh, the criminal underworld is on notice because uh, this guy is wrecking shop whenever he senses evil, and apparently also dropping a lot of uh, plaster onto her parents' heads on the floor below them. Yeah. When they have their sensual romantic scene. Yep. And there's a... Is this where the whole weird montage of their relationship forming is? Yeah, and like where he... So it like it kind of cuts between like her like lit, like latifying his house. Like he, you know, his, his trash shack gets a woman's touch and improves. And he also goes around like saving old ladies trying to cross the street and kids playing in the middle of the the road while uh, Bozo tries to run them down and babies just appearing out of nowhere, apparently. Being returned to people because of reasons? Yeah, they're like, there was no, like, where's my baby? It's just he hands a baby to a woman and she's like, oh, thank you. I've always (laughs) wanted one of these. Thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> my mom can never afford a little Sally spits up, but now I have one. Thank you. A human child. It's just what I've always wanted. <laughs> and Did uh, you get this in the cabbage patch? <laughs> he just took it from somebody else, I think. And they didn't want a kid. And this other lady wanted a kid. So he just, you know, he made the transaction happen. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't broker it. He's, he's just the middleman. Takes his cut. Nope. But he, but he's like a stable genius that you know would uh, make that transaction happen. And uh, as all this nonsense is happening, he also is taking time out of his busy schedule to get revenge. Revenge. And um, on on the dude who's dealing drugs out of a locker at the uh, the health and fitness spa gym, where. He sells uh, he sells an ounce, quote unquote, ounce of marijuana for like ten bucks, and it is obviously well under an ounce of marijuana. Yeah, here's here's ten bucks for my ounce of marijuana, which consists of seven joints. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then another lady buys some needles, which I'm assuming are steroids. I don't know, but they're already full. Yeah, they're full, and like the the stoppers are pulled all the way 
way up. So it's like he's just ready to just inject those at any moment. Here you go. You don't have time to fuck around when you're buying needle drugs. You need them right there yeah. in the spot. I mean, who wants to, like, mess around with, you know, I just imagine, like, this infomercial where it's like, who wants to mess around with a spoon and a lighter, you know, like, in some, like, what, like person, like, just incompetently trying to melt drugs, like, you know, melt drugs in a spoon and lighting the house on fire. It's like, now we went all over. Yeah, like, no, now we have new needle drug where you can buy them in the needle. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. Ron Popeil's prescription drug injector. Are you tired of going through the complicated steps of cooking your heroin drugs and then injecting them intravenously? <laughs> Try Ron Popeil's per prescription drug injector today. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, what did she buy? <laughs> And then, like, so the dude literally takes his ill-gotten gains, his drug money, walks it, like, across the hall to the massage room where Mayor Christie is getting massaged and, and says... And eating a giant sandwich, because he's fat. And eating a giant sandwich, yeah, because fat people must be eating at all times in this movie, because fat, fat people be eating, am I right? Oh! Yeah, and, uh... Yeah, and so, uh... And he's like, hey, here's the money from the drug trade. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't think you're being clever when you say drug trade about drugs that you traded for money. Yeah. Uh, here's our illegal drug money. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? Because it's our drug money that's illegal. Wink, wink. And the like, guy just said over the table and the accountant will we'll count it later. Because that's how accounting works. Out. And this dude has never worked out. Let's be real. This guy, he should have had a sandwich or a fried chicken or something. Because he wasn't working out. Yep. Nope. Nope. But he gets, uh, he gets onto uh, what is it? The hamstring machine. Actually, <laughs> he's working those hammies, and uh, Toxie comes in and pulls him over and pulls him up underneath the the weight and just drops the weights onto his head and crushes his head. Mm hmm. And the head twitches a bit. So Chris, when you say they didn't have money for animatronics for a sheep and they definitely had animatronics for half of a head. So I think maybe they just reused them for the sheep. I've, I don't know. Lloyd Kaufman, if you're listening, let us know. Mm hmm. And then, or if anyone has the uh, the special edition limited release Blu-ray for Toxic Avenger with all the interviews and the commentaries, let us know if uh, if if that's what it, it probably actually is. But I don't know. It might be on that. What's that say? Vinegar or something I heard about the other day on uh, Horror Show Hot Dog that they do like horror movie releases. It's vinegar something. Vinegar something dot net. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, if you're listening, write in and let me know what that was because I don't remember. And uh, <laughs> so basically, it's just there's more vengeance and more scheming from the cops. I don't yep, remember so the exact order of the vengeance, but it's extracted. Nope. And there's uh, uh there is the rather confusing scene where a, a a short lady walks into a dry cleaner and tries to get her son's. Like 
just crusted pants dry cleaned and uh and then Toxie proceeds to throw her into a washer and then like steam press her yeah and then he he's like uh oh maybe I shouldn't have murdered that person I think I may have gone too far but as we learned earlier in the movie from a weird scientist guy that uh, apparently the the toxic avenger has like an instinct Instinctual sense for evil and is driven to destroy it. So we do find out shortly after he kills that woman that apparently she was like into all kinds of bad stuff that kind of undefined. Yeah, white slavery. So she uh, she was not the nicest of people, but they still like they hold a press conference and like hold her up as an example of, you know, the the good citizens of Tromaville, the, the toxic event, the monsters just, you know, Murdering. Yeah, and real quick, I think uh, we should recap the revenge. Oh yeah. Oh, we forgot tan lines and and uh, and PCM or PCF. I'm sorry, PCF. No. Tan lines. Wait, is that the blonde or the brunette? The brunette one. The brunette. She yep. basically gets her her acid genitalia burnt off on sauna rocks. Yeah, and by sauna rocks. We mean rocks that obviously have dry ice below them because when they pour like this, the quote unquote steam coming off of them is obviously like just, just dry ice smoke. You know, the water vapor that then promptly falls to the floor. Yeah, you know, because physics and stuff. Yeah. And, but what else? Uh, it's well, fine. Blondie gets hers by getting chased into the dilapidated basement full of elevators of the health club. And red-eyed rats yeah yeah i don't i don't know why did you did you want to did you want to call one of them mr red-eye at any point chris i did (laughs) the one in the front obviously yep and uh, And then he chases them to like he chases her into a room with a chair and a toilet and i don't know other random like weird stuff in it like it's some weird storage room yeah, and then stabs her with giant scissors? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I'm not sure. Yep. How? Oh, and at one point... or How, how does he take care of... Oh, okay. And then PCF and Bozo uh, decide that they want to take a joyride in a Japanese import. Yep, so they beat up an and, old lady like you do. Yeah, like really beat up an old lady. Like, just like... Like knock her down and take her cane to her like a couple of times. It's behind the car, so you can't really see it. But it's still like, yeah, it's jolly. She was going to be walking after that ever again. And uh, old Toxie shows up and jumps. They go to hit him with the car. But thankfully, this car was outfitted with stock roof handles. So he just kind of hangs onto the top. Yeah. And, like, you can literally see that there are handles welded to the top of this car that he's holding on to. It's pretty good. And anytime they do a close-up shot, like, they're not there, but any of the long shots, you can totally see that he is holding on to handles. I was like, damn it, I want handles on the top of my car now. I mean, they're not just useful for Toxic Avengers holding on, but, like, you can, like, tie stuff to the, your roof with them. Yeah. And he, uh, so he pulls old uh, PCF out, 
After he chokes the blood out of his esophagus. Yep. <laughs> and then he uh, hops on in and just slams on the gas, which is stressing Bozo out for the record. Yeah, because Bo- yeah, Bozo's a little stressed at this point. All of his veins may be popping out of his face. And uh, we get a, a the classic give me the wheel bit. Mm-hmm. Which uh, where speeds pull the steering wheel off. Ha-ha! <laughs> Comedy. Yep. Uh-huh. You want the wheel? Here's the wheel. And then but for some reason Toxie just makes sure this car goes like right through a playground with a bunch of kids in it. Yeah, which doesn't seem like it fits with his genetic predisposition to murder evil. But they manage to all get out of the way before the car goes off of a cliff and lands on like a walking path slash bike trail and bursts into flowers. <laughs> there is a good shot right before it hits where you can see like two or three dudes who are obviously working on the movie who are too close to where that car is going to hit and they're like oh yep. shit and you see him run yep <laughs> I was like so good yeah I, was, I noticed that too and I was like that was really good I love when that kind of stuff happens that's so much fun and so uh, we learn at this point that the Toxic Avenger cannot be exploded. He cannot be exploded or burnilated. Neither of those things. Yep. And he goes to uh, his trash palace, and he's like, "Man, this is this is getting pretty heavy. Maybe we should go camping." Yeah, like I I feel bad that I just keep like murderly hurtling all these people. And I'm not sure even all of them deserve it, but I just feel driven to do it. So why don't we go where I'm not going to like be around people? And she's like, how about we go camping at that place you like to go to? And he's like, you know what? That might just work. That might just work. Meanwhile, Mayor Christie is like, we must hunt down this monster. And everyone's like, the monster's been like helping all of us. He's like, we must hunt it down. And they're like, but but we like the monster. The monster's great. We must kill the monster. And they're like, mm. well, let's let's go have some ice cream and talk about this. Yeah, and we learn important facts about the the people of the town. Like uh, like Officer o- Officer O'Clancy is like, yeah, you know, like you did save my life. We, we I don't really feel like we should. Uh, we should do anything about him. But you know what? The mayors are our elected official. And I feel like elected officials should be the moral compass for all of us. Obviously. Yes. No elected so, officials ever been on the take or done something unscrupulous. Or, I don't know, like racist or corrupt or, I don't know, like a pawn for a foreign government or anything like, like that. I don't. I don't understand your reference, Troy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm sitting here playing checkers, and and our elected officials are playing like eleventh dimensional chess. Yeah, they're playing that star that Star Trek chess with the different levels and stuff. Yep. Yeah, they're way way beyond me. So I should just trust them and use them as my moral compass. Yeah. Now you're talking, Troy. That's something I can <laughs> yeah. get behind. <laughs> which is basically what the conversation boils down to is like but we all like like toxie he's great and they're like 
but but the mayor says he's bad. So I mean, I guess I guess he must be bad because <laughs> he's elected. Yeah, and he uh, he uses his clout to get the national guard. And by national Which has guard, tanks? I mean a tank and six people. Yeah, like, but when did the national guard have tanks? How did Troma? In 1984, get a tank. That's a better question in my mind. That true, true. I must know someone. I guess. I I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to know it's how like, they got that. It's like, oh, you know what this thing can really use is a tank. And the guy's like, hey, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> my buddy Charlie's got a tank. You want me to call him? Yeah. Up? Yeah. Fell off the back of a truck. You got it cheap. <laughs> it's New Jersey. Of course, I can find you a tank. Yep. <laughs> Good old New Jersey. So, uh, home, home of the tank. Home of the tank. Yeah. So, uh, a combination. Sure is invented, I hear. Is it? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't believe it was invented in New Jersey. Oh. Well, now <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't believe the tank was actually invented in New Jersey. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's supposed to be fact checking this? I don't, Brett. God damn Brett's it, Brett. Supposed to be fact checking me. Fucking. Uh, about that later, I can assure you. Yep, and uh, yep. So they uh, they track him down to a random campsite in the middle of nowhere and uh, scare the crap out of a blind lady because that's what you do, I guess. Yep, and the National Guard, the cops, and a bunch of people who are there for toxic. Yeah, just civilians. Random civilians just apparently followed the military and the cops to this site for no goddamn reason. And then uh, they're they're going to eliminate Toxie, but the, the populace who's there is like, no, you can't do it. We're going to all go stand in your way because we love Toxie. Although they never call him Toxie, they just call him the monster. In my heart, he'll always be Toxie. In my mind too, Chris. And he uh, he comes out of the tent and shoes them away and he's like, no, I've got this. And the mayor's like, I'm going to shoot you. And then we learn he apparently is also bulletproof. Yep. And that was like after the mayor's like, everybody fire! And everyone's like, I, I, I don't really think I can like shoot this guy because he seems like he's a really nice guy and he's kind of been helping everyone. So I'm just going to not, mm, I'm just not going to shoot at him. And the mayor's like, fine, I'll do it. And then, yeah, apparently Toxie's bulletproof. Yeah. And so he walks up to the mayor and the mayor's like, hey, buddy, look, we got off on the wrong foot. How about 10%? And I'm like, 10%? The guy's going to murder you? And you're like, 10%? Jesus Christ, man. Hey, he's a master negotiator. But then Toxie says, let's see if you've got any guts. And pulls out his guts. Because of course he fucking did. Yeah, because, you know, it's the 80s. We gotta have our (laughs) one-liners. And and then he tells Officer O-Stereotype to book him down some shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yep, and then and then the movie ends. Yep. Yeah. So, Chris, what did you think of 
the Toxic Avenger, as recommended to us by our number one super fan, Todd. I like this movie. I've seen it before because, you know, it's the Toxic Avenger. Of course I've seen it before. You don't get into this line of work of talking about dumb, schlocky movies without uh, seeing stuff like this. Like, without seeing dumb, schlocky movies? Yeah. It is um, <laughs> It is a great entry point into the kind of world of trauma. It'll let you know what trauma is about. And then from there, it gets arguably weirder and more unpleasant. But it's it's not good. But it knows exactly what it is. And it does what it sets out to do. Yep. There's a bunch of people who are like, let's make a movie about a vigilante guy who got thrown in toxic waste, and maybe there'll be some tits for no good reason. Cool. Let's do it. It's it's silly. It's fun. It's not something you can take super seriously. It's the kind oh God, of movie I I'd say, hey, if you're interested in getting into weird B-movie schlock garbage, this is a, a good kind of way to test the waters. It's it's a good enough movie that it's not awful. Even if you don't like it, it's not awful. It's certainly better than the Toxic Crusaders cartoon it spawned eventually. Oh, yeah, the complete series is on Amazon streaming. I I definitely say give this one a go. If for no other reason, just to fill out your uh, your bingo card on movies I've seen that are relevant. Yep. It's- I mean, it's not a dick full. But it's definitely a bingo card. Yeah, you're you're not going to be able to be like, oh, well, I saw the Toxic Avenger once. It's no where the dead go to die. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, it's no Dick Shark. But it's definitely something that it's it's like, what, eighty two minutes long. You're not in for a super huge time commitment. It's next time you're hungover because you had too much fun on a Saturday. Kick this thing on on Sunday morning. Just give it a go. It's worth it, I'd say. What do you think, Troy? I I mean, I enjoy this movie. Again, it's not a good movie. It's a low-budget, schlocky, uh, obviously now problematic movie. <laughs> but granted, 1984, 1985, or whatever this was released, thing, times were different. We were not as woke as we are now. And... Uh, you know, and it's, it's, you know, having watched Revenge of the Nerds the night before, I felt like a lot of, uh, sim- uh, there was a, some nice fun similarities there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy this movie. It's, it's silly. The, the effects are decent, which kind of helps. Um, it's fun to see, like, the monster. Everyone loves the monster, which I always enjoy. Like, you know, like, the Iron, it's, you know, it's like the Iron Giant, you know? Everyone loves the, the robot, the giant robot at the end. And, uh, yeah, you kind of feel the same way about Toxie. It's fun. It's it's silly. Uh, it's 19... It, it is, like, if you took the 1980s and distilled it down, almost every stereotype and trope from the 80s is in this movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's not going to uh, expand your mind in any way. So if you if you want to have a party where everyone like wants to sit around and drink and watch a good bad movie, it's a good one for that. 
I'm sure you could come up with some kind of drinking game for it, uh, which would make it more fun. But yeah, it's fun. I mean, my uh, my my wife uh, was born and grew and raised in New Jersey, so it's always fun to see like New Jersey prominently featured in a movie. And uh, granted, there was some fun poked at New Jersey with you know Trumbaville being the toxic waste dump of the United States, but uh, yeah, it's fun. I give it a shot. I mean, they like said it's it's eighty two minutes, but just turn your brain off and let it wash over you and enjoy it and try not to pay attention to the problematic parts. That's what I have to say about it. Excellent. Yeah. So Chris, what are we watching next time? Next up is flesh for Frankenstein. As suggested to us by Kylie, because she heard that we like Udo Kier, like we mentioned in Dracula 3000. And, uh, so she, she suggested two movies to us, one of them being Flesh for Frankenstein. So we'll be watching that next. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I uh, I would like to take this time, Chris, to uh, in- introduce a new segment to the podcast. Okay. Yep, that will be uh, a, the first and maybe only listener's mail segment. Because uh, Mr. Green, who suggested uh, he never died to us, he, uh, he, he heard me mention something about... Uh, a comparison between Henry Rollins' character of Kane and Deadpool, and asked me who would win between a fight between uh, Kane and Deadpool, and uh, what would that fight be like? So the way I view this being is, if for some reason Kane and Deadpool got into a fight, Kane would punch Deadpool in the nuts. Deadpool would make a joke, revealing that he. Uh, he did, was was not seriously injured by the dick punch, and then Kane might try for like an eye gouge or a throat rip or something like that, something quick in the fight, and Deadpool would make a joke about that because uh, you know he regenerates quickly, and then Kane would realize that he's not going to be able to like kill Deadpool or even seriously injure him in any way, so he would just let Deadpool beat on him, stab him with swords or whatever it would take, shoot him, and then just play dead until Deadpool got tired of, you know, pounding on him and left. And, and then Kane would just get up, dust himself off, and walk away. So I'm not sure if I could say who actually won the fight, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's how the fight would go. Yeah, it's it's a war game situation. The only winning yep, the only... is not to play. Exactly. Um is there anything else you'd like to ask me, Chris? Nothing that seems appropriate. Nothing about like how people might want to contact us for the podcast? I guess if you want to do that bit. Well, I mean, we generally do that every episode, I believe. Hey, Troy, what if other people want to pose a question that we could answer for them? Well, they could contact us on Facebook, where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. They could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com, which is what Todd, our number one super fan did to suggest uh, the toxic avenger to us thank you todd we definitely enjoyed this one uh, you could contact us on twitter where we, we are at slaughter prince which is slaughter princess with no vowels and princess we have a subreddit r slash shp podcast we have a 
Discord server, which is where Kylie suggested Flesh for Frankenstein for us, and that is at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. If you uh, would like to listen to us in a fashion other than the way you're doing, you could go to iTunes, or if you're listening to us on you could go to Google Music, and if neither of the, if you listen to both of those at once, you could go to something like Stitcher, or uh, or just go straight to our website, which is slaughterhouseprincess.com, which is where all of our episodes are housed. And uh, if you would like to give us money because you appreciate us just that much, you could go to our Patreon at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com, or you could go to our merchandise store at store.slaughterhouseprincess.com where we have various items for sale with our logo and also we have towels that just say science on them so you can amuse and confuse your friends with science towels Mm -hmm. is that everything that's enough it is a lot we do we go we we give 110% here at slaughterhouse princess yeah, even if it is mathematically impossible. That is true. But we don't care about that because that involves thinking. And, you know, we don't think about movies. We drink about movies. I thought you were taking a David Bowie concert.